Mike, this week we get to pretend that we are structural engineers. All right, so let me just go get my protractor. I'll be ready in a minute. I'm going to get a hard hat. <laughs> I hate to disappoint you, but the bridge we're talking about has already been built just a little too low. Oh, dang it. All right, well, let me see if I can cancel the crane rental that I just, like, I've, I've got to go deal with this. <laughs> While you do that, I'll get started. I don't know if a bridge can become a meme, but if that's possible, this bridge is at the top of the list. The Norfolk Southern Gregson Street overpass is world famous, but it's known by another name, the 11-foot-8 bridge. This bridge appears across YouTube. Footage of tractor trailers, rental trucks, and buses scraping against the underside of the bridge is commonplace in fail videos and compilations. The name and the accidents are due to the height of the bridge. It is 11 feet and 8 inches from the surface of Gregson Street. The 78-year-old overpass is in Durham, North Carolina. It measures 92 feet long, crossing two spans. It carries Amtrak and Norfolk Southern trains over Gregson Street. The height cannot be raised as nearby railroad crossings would also have to be raised with it, which would mean extensive work to the line that it seems that nobody really wants to pay for. And the street can't be lowered either because of a major sewer line running only four feet underneath the pavement. There are numerous signs that warn drivers as they approach the overpass because of all the accidents. The city has installed height detectors on Gregson, uh, which is a block before the bridge. When an overheight truck passes by these detectors, there are warning lights that are flashed to alert drivers of vehicles that will not clear the underpass to basically say to them, please stop. <laughs> this is my favorite part. This system triggers the traffic light before the bridge to turn red giving approaching drivers nearly a full minute to notice all of these blinking warning signs. That is very clever. That is, somebody had a real good day when they thought of that. I think that's genius. If you're, if you're a city engineer, this is as good as it gets. It, so it feels like they've kind of done adequate work. You know, if, if you can't hire someone to wave people off around the clock, that's about as much as you could do. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think that that is an efficient use of someone's time. And honestly, I don't really think a human would have much more luck than traffic lights and big flashing warnings. So. I don't know. You, you see those people sometimes on the side of the road with like the advertising panels, like outside of a pizza place or something. I always spot those people. They're dancing around with the signs. Maybe you just hire some of those folks. Anyways, a heavy steel crash beam protects the bridge itself from overheight trucks, but has nothing to prevent trucks from scraping the bridge and does not protect the trucks in any way. This crash beam has been hit so often it has already had to been replaced at least once. Right, so the crash beam, that stops trucks that are just way too big, right? right. They're never going to fit and they hit the beam. But some trucks that are like just the right size will go through and scrape on the underside of the bridge. Exactly. Okay. Despite this, the 11-foot-8 bridge isn't exactly the lowest in the area. There's a bridge <laughs> at Roxborough Street, which has a vertical clearance of only 11 feet and 4 inches. Um, in 2014, the North Carolina Department of Transportation Rail Division and the city of Durham conducted a joint study of train activity in the area and recommended replacing this bridge. The Gregson Bridge did not receive such attention. I think we're going to talk a little bit later about why Roxbury Street is not internet famous and 11 foot 8 is. But the thought is that the North Carolina Railroad Company, like their main concern is making sure the bridge structure is protected so it can carry trains. And from that point of view, the crash beam is the best solution, right? It's way cheaper to put that thing up, even if you have to replace it. You don't have to spend millions of dollars raising the bridge. And 
trucks can just smash in that crash beam all day and the bridge is, is safe and sound. So I understand the situation that everything is in uh, from that point of view. There is something kind of wonderfully human about the way that this problem is dealt with. It's just to put up a big piece of metal that trucks can crash into. <laughs> yeah. I have a solution. <laughs> just put something else for them to crash into instead. Yeah. They're going to hit something. It might as well be something that doesn't carry trains. Now, going from something that you hit, which is hard, to something which is soft, let's oh, talk about well our sponsor done. this week. <laughs> well done. Casper. Casper are the company focused on sleep, dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. We spend a third of our lives sleeping, so Casper mattresses are perfectly designed for humans. They have engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. Casper combine multiple supportive memory foams to create a quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce, and their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the night. Casper mattresses are designed and developed in, and developed in the US, and they have over 20,000 reviews online with an average rating of 4.8 stars casper is quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress and you can be sure of your purchase with casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial they'll deliver direct to your door and if for any reason you don't love it casper has a hassle-free return policy you can get 50 dollars towards select mattresses by going to casper.com slash ungenius and using the code ungenius to check out terms and conditions apply that is casper.com slash ungenius and the offer code ungenius for 50 dollars towards select mattress purchases i thanks to Casper for their support of this show and Relay FM. So when we first started looking into this, I figured this was a relatively new problem, right? Like trucks have just gotten bigger over the years and they just sort of ran up against this, this old bridge, quite literally, I guess. But this is not a new problem. According to the website 11foot8.com, trucks have been striking the bridge for decades and there's photos online dating back to the 1950s and 60s. Today, a truck will get visibly damaged at the bridge about once a month. The vehicles vary from commercial trucks to rental moving trucks. Unfortunately for some, truck rental insurance policies specifically exclude overhead damage from their coverage. It kind of makes sense that it's mostly rental trucks that run into this issue. Like You'd assume that most experienced drivers in the area are probably well aware of the dangers of the 11-foot-8 bridge by now. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure like U-Haul and other rental companies in the area are pretty used to having this conversation by now, right? You rent a truck, you have to call the guy at the desk and be like, hey, I smashed into this bridge, and they know right where you are. Yeah, they're like, probably like if you rent a truck in the area and you get a call, right? Like if the rental company and you get a call from anyone, you just assume they've hit the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that must have been what happened. Anyway, all right, we have to talk about someone very specific. We have to talk about Jürgen Hen. And it's because of Jürgen's work that we all know about this bridge today. In 2008, Hen set up a webcam in the window of an office across from the bridge. A few weeks later, he captured his first crash when a box truck hit the beam, which acted like a can opener as the driver blasted through the intersection, completely oblivious to the flashing lights and signs. In June 2009, he set up another camera in a storefront across the street, so now you can watch the crashes from two angles. Hen publishes these videos on his YouTube channel and has been doing so for a decade. A video on August 17th of this year, uploaded now in 1080p, showed a driver of a box truck run the red light and plow into the crash beam. 
The channel has all sorts of accidents. RVs often lose roof-mounted air conditioning units, while a military truck hit the can opener, as it's lovingly dubbed, just earlier this year. Retail and trucking companies are often in full view, ready for the mocking of YouTube commenters. (laughs) The comments are always good on these videos. On more than one occasion, a truck will get stuck under the crash beam and bridge and have to back up to work itself free. These accidents often leave debris scattered across the roadway, but it seems that only minor injuries have ever been reported. Hannah's turned 11foot8.com into a multimedia experience, complete with news clippings, a merchandise store, and more. <laughs> I really love this. Hen had this weird thing that kept happening in his neighborhood and shared it with the world. Like, I remember watching these videos in the very early days of YouTube. It's been a channel that that I've been subscribed to for a long time because even 10 years later, this is never not funny to watch. I've actually gone to the website right now and I'm watching the Red Light Runner one. Mm Mm-hmm. That guy hits it very, very hard. Like <laughs> yes, the front does. wheels of the truck leave the ground because he hits it so hard. I was kind of hoping that there would be a live camera in the idea that, you know, I would turn it on and just out of pure luck, it would happen right now. Like the world's oldest light bulb we talked about that has a webcam. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember? Exactly. Yo, I remember. I, I watched it for like a week. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, hey, look, if you can see it go off, what a coup. I know. Uh, I wanted before we wrap up today, Stephen. I wanted to tell uh, our ungenious listeners about something pretty special, which is the Relay FM membership. So this show is a part of Relay FM, and every August, Relay FM does a membership drive where we talk about the fact that we have a membership program that you can join for as little as five dollars a month. And there's a link in the show notes where you can join and support this show. It includes a bunch of perks, including bonus content. For example, every year, a bunch of shows will create a, a selection of shows which are only available to members of Relay FM. We have recorded an episode, which is out right now, if you're listening to this, and we chose the topic Wikipedia. So if you would like to hear us talk about Wikipedia itself in the most meta version of Ungeniust, you can hit our link in the show notes. So go to relay.fm slash membership where you can find out more. And if you sign up, thank you so much. And we hope that you enjoy the Wikipedia episode. Absolutely. If you want to find out more about the 11-foot-8 bridge, uh, there's some links in the show notes, relay.fm slash ungenius slash 62. And I'd like to thank Micah for sending in this topic. It's been on the the, the list for a long time, uh, but one that, that really feels like a very ungenious type of topic. If you have that special Wikipedia article in your life that you'd like to share with us, you can do so on the web. You can send us an email, or you can do it on Twitter. The show is at ungenius. You can follow Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E, and Mike is the host of a ton of shows at Relay FM. Uh, you can go to relay.fm slash shows and uh, find a bunch of nerdy stuff that I think you'll really enjoy. You can follow me on Twitter as ISMH, and I write 512pixels.net. And until our next rental truck accident, Mike, say goodbye. Goodbye. Adios.